Welcome, welcome to Passion Unlimited Podcast. I'm your co-host, Coach Michaela Logue. And I am your co-host, psychotherapist and author, Gianni Adamo. Welcome back to another episode. Guys, we are moving into the second month of the coronavirus social distancing. And many people want to get back to life as it once was. But how life was before wasn't necessarily normal or healthy. And sometimes something on the outside on the outside has to die so that something on the inside comes alive. Welcome to another episode. We hope that you get as much quality and as much value out of today's episode as we got creating it. Gianni, Hi, hello. Hi, How are you? I am, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. All of us are in a very interesting mental and emotional place right now That's during right. month number two of social distancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is why um, I thought that today would be a great topic would be of helping us to learn to let go and to define a new normal. How does that sound to you, Michaela? You Focusing know, de- today's episode. Defining a new normal is two things. How it shows up for me is it it's exciting mm-hmm. because I get to now create a new way of approaching life and a new filter from which I can see life. But then there's that part of me that doesn't want things to change. I'm a creature of habit and I want things to go back to the way they always were because what I know is what makes me feel comfortable. Exactly. For most of us, we're creatures of habit, like you said. So therefore, having routines that we feel comfortable in, that we know and can predict outcomes is very important for our brain health, right? Mm, Absolutely. Our our brain loves to predict things. So, but obviously we are in a time of a lot of change and so social distancing has created a lot of new terms, um, like flattening out the curve, like who the heck would have- What the heck is that? that? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, social distancing, that was, that's also like a brand new term. Um, having to wear masks when we go outside in public. And a lot of us also wear gloves if we're going shopping and touching things that other people are touching. So there's a lot of new terms and behaviors that our brain has to assimilate at this time. And it sometimes causes us a little bit of dis- dissatisfaction. It causes us confusion. Um, and just feeling unsettled. So yeah, so right now is a season where we are going through a lot of change and our brain is trying to adjust to all the new changes and at the same time, hold on to what we believe and what we have felt has been, you know, comfortable for us. So in this episode, I think for us, it's important to really start looking at some of the things that we recognize that we don't wanna go back to 
because it's important to recognize that the world that we have left behind wasn't so perfect and it really wasn't even normal as it really we thought it was because if we look at what the stats are and the situation in our world that we have been living under really greed and individuality have been lords over us most people work too much and their focus on making money is king instead of their health instead of their family instead of their health you know having healthy relationships they spend their whole life just working 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 and like bowing down to the almighty dollar so and, true you're mm-hmm. right and it and i even found myself in that hamster wheel of busy 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 mhm and i yep. know many of us who are listening to this right now can relate to this and during this time i have had to stop look and listen to those around me and it's actually been really great mhm that's correct so if we look back at the world that we're, we've left behind that we are yearning to be back in once again this is a world where what our primary focus has been has been on work and making money um with that has come a lot of um fallouts because if we look at the population as a whole it, a great deal of the population deals with addictions mm. and and when we talk about addictions we're talking about not just drugs and alcohol but there are things called process addictions such as eating or food addiction Ooh. shopping addiction gambling addictions love addictions which some people don't recognize that that exists but it does and then there's sex addictions and internet addiction and of course we know that you can become addicted to social media and games playing games um and and all these other things that people distract themselves uh from life so there are, the great majority of the US population unfortunately is dealing with a, some form of an addiction or and mental health issues about i believe it's about a half percent of the population will be dealing with mental health issues and in their lifetime in this country and it could actually be higher so we have some huge fallouts by not having the right priorities in our life so these are some of the things that i'm hoping that we as a whole as a country as a community as a society as individuals are recognizing that we don't want to go back to those norms because they're not healthy wow it's amazing that's amazing mm-hmm. you're just blowing my mind right now we're just starting the episode mm-hmm. and I'm like bam 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 you're so mm-hmm. right yeah oh you know and there's something else that I didn't mention the fact that we have all this fallout from our society because we've made money our number one priority and individuality versus family and community we are also breeding narcissism and narcissistic people at an alarming rate Um I believe it's been since the 1980s that the studies are showing that um we're now up to almost like about a 10% of the population here in this country that can be diagnosed with a very very high narcissistic traits or, per, or narcissistic personality disorder which would include also the the, the sociopaths and people without a conscience 
So this is extremely scary that we have normalized this in our society, that people should be putting themselves as number one over their families, over their community, over the well-being of others. This has never happened before until this modern day. So these are some of the things that we can be correcting as we pivot through this coronavirus and take the time to really consider what it is that we want to bring forth in this new phase of our life. You mean you oh. mean it's not normal to be me, me, me? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a really shallow way of living. That's really, that the me, 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 me thing is extremely shallow. And it's all, of, it, all about me, has no purpose or meaning, and you're always left insatiable, which becomes an addictive style of living or behaviors. So, and, and that's actually part of the breakdown. Uh, once we cannot do healthy relationships and healthy families, what happens is we have to fill in the emptiness with usually addictions. So this is oh, why addiction that is makes so sense. high. Yeah, this is why addiction is so high in this country because there's a broken, it's a, it's a breakdown of love and connection and families and and relationships. And that's, that's the biggest, epidemic or pandemic that we are suffering in in this modern world the fact that we are not able to have the skill sets or feel safe or intimate in our relationships that is where the real crux of the problem lies as we move beyond obviously a coronavirus pandemic type of thing to coming back to restoring our ability um, to do healthy relationships in long term and it's not just Five minute, you know, five year relationships. We're talking about the long term, long uh, haul. Yeah, the healthy ones last a lifetime. So we're looking for long term healthy relationships. I love that. So what you're teaching us today is you're teaching us how to let go and how to define a new normal for our lives. Mm -hmm. That's a great segue, Coach Michaela. Thank you because the letting go. Um, is the, where it becomes a little tricky. So right now we're yearning for familiarity. We're yearning for what life was. We are yearning to have control of our lives again through being able to make money because some people have lost their jobs. A lot of people have lost money through the stock market and they some of them were dependent on that because some of them were living off of that. So we're yearning for a sense of control. And that's really what the yearning is about. Yes. But what we want to do is learn to let go that need for control. We're going to embrace our grief because there is this grief process or this grief cycle that we have to go through in order to navigate this transition and this pivot. Thank you for so, saying that. Thank you for saying that because it's really important to identify that the feelings of depression and sadness we may have been feeling is due to grieving the loss of how life used to be. Yes, and our need for control, because there is a need for control. So Michaela, do you know what the first wave of grief usually is? Um, let's see. I'm going to make a guess at shock or yes. disbelief. Yes, that's correct. I don't know, did you feel like you suffered or you or maybe or your clients or or some of your family members? Can you um, 
recognize and see how you or any of your loved ones were in shock or disbelief in the beginning of this journey with coronavirus. I would I would say absolutely. The first couple of weeks that this was that this was happening, my clients were in denial. Yes, about, a lot of us were <laughs> about what was happening. Oh, this is just the flu. Oh, I don't have to worry about this. President Trump is making the big deal out of this. The yes. government is making a big deal out of this. We're all going to be back to normal next week. They're making a big deal out of nothing. And that denial or that shock or that disbelief kept people from positioning themselves to accept and to really work through what was coming. That's correct. And I feel like I had a certain level of disbelief. So I had a not a dramatic level of it, but because I had I had already started to um to beef up my immune system. The minute I saw what was happening in Italy, I I started to like take care of my body and my mm-hmm. health. However, I continued my life as normal. So I continued to see clients and I like you were saying I felt the same way I think we're overreacting this is you know <laughs> I don't think we need to go through so much extremes of shutting down so many things it took me about 2 weeks to hit the wall <laughs> yeah <laughs> and really, like omg this is bigger than what I had imagined and yeah there's a ton of people who were dying here in this country and they still are so like it took me about 2 weeks to finally get out of the shock and the disbelief and truly embrace the fact that this is a situation that needs to be taken not lightly but that we need to adhere to social distancing and protecting you know other people and ourselves yeah i'm a bit of a fatalist and a conspiracy theorist so <laughs> as soon as i heard what was going on as soon as i saw video of everybody in china wearing masks This was in back in January. I turned to my husband and I said, "You know what? Everybody is wearing a mask in China. And people are getting sick in Italy. Something's happening." He was like, "Oh, okay. Here we go with the conspiracy theory." And I'm like, "Something is happening." And so I actually got myself together mm-hmm. and started telling people, clients, etc., that I would be taking their calls from home very early on mm-hmm. very about about 3 weeks before this started happening very slowly quietly i didn't want to scare anybody but i said you know i am i'm taking care of my own health right now i'm going to take our call from home and they were like okay no problem because everyone knows that i uh, you know that i'm an autoimmune disease survivor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so that conspiracy theory I feel like saved me. <laughs> that wow. that attitude of 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 a little bit of paranoia saved mm-hmm. me, but what it did also do was create a little bit of extra fear. Yes. Yeah, which the fear actually motivated you to start taking action, which yes. was really good for you. Yes. Um the next stage of grief usually is called bargaining. And here um people are basically trying to to say let me see what I can do to change this outcome and for my clients what I saw a lot of them do who were going through this grief cycle 
in a healthy way is they started researching. Mm. Just like happening in China and adjusting to what you saw in China. Uh, some of my clients were like researching everything under the sun. And they, some of them would even send me links to the stuff that they were finding. So it was amazing how they felt like some form of control just by understanding what has worked in some other countries that are helping people to survive this. Um, what are some of the natural remedies that we have available to us that can help us not get infected? Um, so they, they were doing like a gazillion types of uh, research and that helped them to feel empowered and to move through that bargaining stage. Yes, now, absolutely. You know, the research part, I'm guilty of that. So ding, ding, ding on that. Mm-hmm, uh, good for I, you. I, I, and, and, but part of it was also I was going overboard. So there was a little bit of a finding a balance with me and doing too much research mm-hmm. and listening to too many things and watching too many news reports, etc. But the bargaining for me was definitely in the research. Yes. I want to we figure can... this out and exactly. find a way. Because it gives you a sense of control. And that's what's important that in the bargaining piece, if you are, you know, looking at things to see what you can do to change the outcome and you're empowering yourself, then this is a very good way of handling the bargaining. And the next stage, and it doesn't have to come as, you know, one, two, three, four, five, because they can come in various waves. And many times you will actually revisit certain stages and come back. But the next one we can figure out is the anger. How have you seen your clients or your family or even yourself go through irritability or bouts of anger and and just getting mad um, and, and not even understanding sometimes even why you're angry or mad? I've had to talk my clients down off the ledge, especially, especially the single moms. I have a, at least four or five single moms that are raising children on their own. And now the kids are at home and they have to be homeschooled for the remainder of the, of, of the school term. And now they have to cook three meals for the kids because Mm. kids are used to eating breakfast and lunch at school. Mm -hmm. So not only do do they have to cook three meals a day, but then entertain their kids, keep them on their on their school plan. Right. Homework, Mm -hmm. assignments, etc. Entertain them when they're in between school assignments and get them into the bath on time and get them to bed on time and then the kids start you know getting at each other's throats fighting no that's my game no that's my toy i have literally (laughs) have had to talk my clients down off the ledge coach Hmm. michaela coach (laughs) michaela i am going to strangle these children you need to help me So the anger is real, Gianni. Yeah, it is. And I know I felt the anger early on while I was still in my disbelief stage uh, where when they shut down the gems. Yes, (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) It's so long ago now. It's like two months ago they shut down gems. So when they shut down my gym, and as you know, like health and fitness is one of my pillars of my sanity and my health and just 
being centered and alive and happy. So when that gym membership closed uh, indefinitely, I was angry. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, how dare they take away one of my pillars for my mental health, you know? <laughs> Um, that was something I, I kind of quickly navigated, obviously, out of the anger because I realized and I'm actually thriving and my new exercise routines, which by the way, I'm like, well, I don't even know if I'm going to go back to the gym now. <laughs> That's the thing. You yeah. know, you found a new normal. Yes, exactly. Which, which is our topic for today to help us define our new normals. Um, I don't know. Did you experience any bouts with anger or ir irritability through this season right now that we're in? I what I experienced is that I am um, very self-driven, and by saying that, what I'm saying is that I make my own decisions during the day. I don't check in with anybody. I'm very self-driven. Now, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, I had my husband home full time. Mm -hmm. And he would say, what are you doing now? <laughs> what are you doing now? And you're like, what are you doing now? <laughs> so who was that phone call that you just had? And mm -hmm. what just happened? Ah! Yeah, exactly. And so it was more frustration, not with him, but with the change of my mm -hmm. comfort. Mm -hmm. I because I am very self-driven and self-motivated, I don't check in with others during the day well, while I am working. I yeah, work. Exactly. But also your home, let's say, or your office, because let's say you're working from home, because that's let's say because you're coaching, you work from yes. home. So now your space which was so sacred to you to operate as you want to operate has been penetrated yes and not in a good way exactly and not and <laughs> you invited and this is part of the invisibility and the anger and all of the conflict and the communication breakdowns that a lot of people are feeling at home yes but the sadness how have you or any of your clients um that you can express or expressing sadness like when have you you know felt it throughout this coronavirus pandemic you know i have felt the sadness come when i have had phone calls over this last month of family members that have been diagnosed with covid 19 mm. and had to work through those saddened feelings of fear and trepidation around how they would recover and would they recover. That's yeah. step one. The other step is having to walk friends and family through the grieving process when actually someone died from mm. COVID-19 because we've had at least six people in our friends and family circle that have passed away. Wow, that's COVID. a lot. A lot and have two have two family members that were diagnosed with the actual virus. Oh I also God. had three clients who have since recovered who were diagnosed with COVID-19 as well. So if you do the math on that, there was a lot of processing sadness and grief in the middle of finding my new normal. Wow, and I'm really sorry to hear that you've had at least six people that are within the family or friends of the family that have passed away. That's a lot of people to have to grieve. 
it's a so lot, a it's lot, a lot of, of sadness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes so look this is real this is a real situation yeah this is for me it hasn't been that close i don't have any family members or friends of you are members. blessed yeah i i know one person through um one of my social circles an acquaintance but like not somebody who i was close to or knew well who have passed away and that's the only one person that i've had some sort of connections with so my sadness i saw my sadness come up for me in two different areas and the first one was the first time i went to whole foods and we all were wearing the mask Ooh, that's now, interesting yeah even now just thinking about it i'm like what world are we in that we have to put on a mask so that was like my first bout of the sadness where i came home and i cried because i'm like this is really sad this is not our normal world and this is again being able to acknowledge what we're you know feeling sorry or sorry or sad about and it's that we are now losing a form of the world that we once knew yeah i'm much better now when i go into the to the supermarkets i feel like i'm in an expedition so i've got you know like my yoga pants on my legs are covered my arms are covered i have a hat on i've got the mask on i've got gloves on and i'm like oh my god it's an expedition but that first time i went into whole foods and i see everybody standing six feet apart and they've got access for us where to stand and everybody's wearing a mask i'm like where the heck are we it was so hard at first so thank god my natural reaction was to grieve it and i allowed myself to grieve that yeah and that's and 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 I'm so glad that you allowed yourself the space to grieve. A lot mm-hmm. of times we tell ourselves, "Oh, just shake it off." But that shaking it off doesn't allow us space to actually acknowledge and work through the feelings. Mhm. You know, now I see, you know how now I what makes me cry when i turn on the tv and all the commercials now are geared to helping us transition and to work together as a whole yes. and even like the all the diff, like the big companies out there they're all donating 2 million dollars to solve this covid outbreak and to help families and to help the unemployed to help people in the hospitality and restaurant industry that makes me cry now <laughs> cuz now I'm like no together for good as a one family cuz that's what we are as human beings we are members of so when i see and i like that brings tears to my eyes because now we're working together as, as you know as a as functioning healthy human I human can, you know it's funny because it's funny you say that because i was just talking to my husband the other day i'm like i told him i said have you noticed how people have been banding together throughout this mm-hmm. and communities are coming together people are coming together to spend time with the old their old the old people of their community the elderly people have started delivering meals to the elderly so many people mm-hmm. throughout this have risen yes and even to the restaurant workers who are unemployed they're here in Delray Beach we have one of the churches doing all the unemployed and right it's now. it has warmed my heart 
to see that this new normal mm-hmm. has caused us to s- snap out of the me 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 that we were in before. Yes. Exactly. So that brings us to acceptance. Um so for those of us who allow ourselves the space to be able to move through the whole array of emotions from shock and disbelief to going into mm-hmm. the bargaining to expressing anger but also when you express anger please make sure it's constructive not destructive when yes. we express the anger um that we can cry and let our tears um flow because things are just shifting so quickly that we don't recognize our new world as we used to recognize it that as we allow ourselves the grace and the compassion to experience all these feelings and emotions we will much quicker than move into the place of acceptance and at the place of acceptance now we are taking action that is actually constructive and helpful not only to ourselves but to help others to survive and thrive through this season which is some of the examples that we had given with people feeding the elderly and the unemployed and all of these big companies donating yes. millions of dollars to the, oh and all of the medical um professionals who are in the front line so many people are doing so many great things for them as well so these are all ways that we're moving through our grief and taking proper action to pivoting and letting go of what was and moving into a new yes. normal so i want to give us three tips as we start to like kind of wind down our in our time for today three tips to on learning on how to say goodbye so that we can pivot and embrace a new normal i love it let's okay? do it all right so the first one is journaling this is like a big one for those of us who are therapists we always recommend journaling because this is a place where you can express all of your feelings all of your confusion all of your anger your scared your fears your sadness and even things that make you happy and glad so be intentional about either you know grabbing a piece of paper in a pen or having a journal or just using your laptop um your computer and just starting a journal and journaling each day mm. your feelings yes okay so i love that moving. and 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 even not only talking about your negative emotions but also your happy ones when you're actually feeling glad like for me i feel glad every time i see those commercials where all of these companies oh and also like i'm with Verizon and they i believe sent us about a couple of weeks ago over 15 gigabytes of data so that people who are homeschooling people who are working from home like we're not running out of data that made me cry cuz i'm like how beautiful we're being abundant we're being generous we're being gracious through this time that's what's going to allow us to thrive once we get out of this yeah. season i love that i love the journaling okay. and i have a different way to journal that i would like to contribute to to the Perfect. conversation not everybody is a writer but some of us i'm a writer but i am also so busy that sitting down to write it doesn't always call to me so i am a jotter i'll jot down ideas in my 
devotional in my daily devotional i will jot ideas down so if you're not a journaler and you're a jotter like me go ahead and jot ideas down feelings down experiences down in a book or notebook etc jotting is just as important as actual journaling because you're getting out that energy Yes, absolutely. Because a lot of people are not writers. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm a published author and I enjoy yes. writing full sentences. But everybody yes. is. You're absolutely right, Michaela. Um so but since our show is called Passion Unlimited Podcast, the next thing I would want you to consider is how was my old normal, right? Our world before yes. coronavirus. Me unavailable for love and healthy living because when we first started this recording of this episode we talked about the addictions and the escape that people are using the mental health issues we talked about the narcissism in our society there's a lot of things in our society that we see today or we've been seeing as normal or the greed yes. um and just making our lives so busy chasing money um so how was the old normal making you unavailable for love and healthy living and i realized for myself there was like still another layer of my over functioning that was showing up with here with pod, with our podcast recordings and it's something that you and i talked about and i feel like with this pivot right now with this coronavirus i realized oh i still have this layer of not trusting myself fully and over preparing for our episodes. So I let that Ooh. go. I have let that go because that was interfering in our flow. And I don't want anything, Michaela, to interfere in our flow. So my, if my sense of security was on over preparing, I cannot continue with that. My sense of security needs to stay within me and you and that we are organically going to create beautiful episodes. um from our hearts obviously we will have some notes down on what the topic is about and what we want to bring forth but we're co-creating our episodes more organically now I than before I love that new normal the- because I can hear <laughs> I can hear the passion coming through your voice because you let go Mhm exactly and so everyone needs to ask themselves what was it in the old normal that was making them unavailable for love and healthy relationships and then the third question or the third item that i want the listener to to focus on is to describe how i want to show up in my relationships and in my life in the new normal um so again that's the example i just gave you with this podcast i realized that over functioning over preparing was getting in the way of mikaela and i organically creating these episodes and i had to let that go because my goal my desire is to be more organic more authentic with mikaela and our audience as we you know as we do these episodes so you have to figure out for yourself you know what it is that you want what is going to be the new and improved you know higher functioning self that's showing up through this pandemic i love that i, I and i love how you created language around this declaration because you and i both know how powerful language is and how powerful mm-hmm. 
having the declaration like this is and how it can create a ripple effect in your life. So, you know, when you describe how you want to show up in your relationship, be generous with that description. Really give it your all and say, from now on, I want to show up more present in my relationship with my significant other. And how we're going to do that is we're going to go for long walks and we're going to talk about how we've been feeling and any dreams and ideas that we have in that time. That declaration is so powerful. I'm so happy that you brought this as a as a method for healing around this time. Yeah. So as we wrap up for today, so the the bullet points of today is that what we are grieving was a familiarity that was actually broken. The world that we had wanted, we want to go back to didn't really actually work. We have today the opportunity to shift and to pivot to grieve that which we are losing from our past life and pre-coronavirus. We have to go through the grievance so we ex- allow ourselves to experience all the different emotions. And then we embrace what we want to create and the new uh, parts and pieces of our lives that we want to mm-hmm. highlight. Um, and some of the tips are to journal. And what was the other thing that you mentioned besides journaling? Johnny. It was just right so just jot down ideas if you're not a journaler as long as you get those ideas on paper it can be one or two sentences that's right and then ask yourself how you were making yourself unavailable for love and healthy living in the in our past life pre-coronavirus or even right now how are you making yourself unavailable for love and healthy living and then describe how you want to show up in your relationships and in your new normal. So what do you want to create? What do you want to attract? What do you want to bring into your new life? These these tips are absolutely powerful. And for more powerful tips and tricks, please make sure to go back to our previous episodes, bring a notebook bring a pen and take notes because in every episode we share tips, tricks and strategies to help you live a passion-filled life. My name is Coach Michaela Logue and I am psychotherapist and author Gianni Adamo. Don't forget Adamo. to tune in to our previous episodes on Apple Podcasts and everywhere podcasts are available to be heard. That's right. We're on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify. So wherever you're listening to your podcast, please follow us and leave us a kind review. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at Passion Unlimited Podcast. And we also have a Facebook group at Passion Unlimited Podcast. Yes, and if you would like to listen, you can log on to PassionUnlimitedPodcast.com. And you can also email us topic ideas, questions, or anything that comes to your mind at passionunlimitedpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And if you want to 
um, speak with either one of us directly. I'm Gianni Adamo, and you can find me at fearlesslove.net, and you can schedule yourself for a free 15 minutes consultation. And I am available during the uh, pandemic online and through telehealth. That's awesome. And I am offering 15 minute power coaching sessions just to help you to hit a reset. You can go on coachmikaylalogue.com and schedule right into my calendar your 15 minute power coaching session. Bye. Bye. I'll talk to you guys. Talk to you guys soon. (laughs) Bye.